Some years ago, PBS aired a comprehensive three-hour documentary on aging. Much of it covered the latest scientific studies in biologics and development. At the program's end, though, they came to this conclusion. The closest thing we could find to a fountain of youth is exercise. Yeah, I hear the groans out there. Hey, I feel your pain. One of my favorite sayings is, the only thing I hate worse than working out is not working out. I can honestly say there has never been a time I went to the gym, including those when I dragged myself there very reluctantly, that I didn't leave feeling better than when I arrived. Never. Daily exercise keeps you on a natural high from the endorphins your body releases. Maybe that's the reason I've never been even remotely interested in recreational drugs. Why would I want to alter my state? I like my state. We've all heard the expression, use it or lose it. I submit that is why the elderly are largely infirmed. They allowed themselves to do less and less, making concessions to their advancing years, leading them to being more and more incapable. They're not limited because they lived X number of years, but rather the theory of use and disuse came into play. And if you happen to be a senior citizen listening to this thinking, well, it's too late for me, that ship has sailed, I would cite the story of the 82-year-old man who struggled to feebly walk 50 feet. Then, one day, he vowed to change his life and regain his functionality. It was a slow and gradual process, but five years later, at the age of 87, he completed the Boston Marathon, a run of more than 26 miles. The moral of this story? While there is breath in the body, it's never too late. Our cells are constantly replacing themselves. It is said in any given seven-year cycle, every cell in our body is replaced which is why I know people who today look younger and feel better than they did 10 years ago. So let's get busy. Here's what I do. It's commonly assumed because of my passion for fitness and my good condition that I must while away hours a day at the gym. I do not. In fact, I devote, on average, 30 minutes a day to exercise. Some days a little less, some days a bit more, but it averages out to about a half hour a day. Over the course of a week, three and a half hours. So in a work day, I'd be done for the week before the first lunch break of day one. I maintain that's a relatively small investment of time for the considerable rewards. I say, it's far more important that workouts be regular than long. There is one form of exercise I feel comfortable recommending to everyone, and that is simply walking. It takes no special skills or equipment. I walk a mile every day without fail. 
But to maximize the benefits, don't trudge or saunter. Strive to cover that distance briskly in about 15 minutes, moving you along at about 4 miles per hour. If that's too fast a clip for you, now make it your goal to work up to it. I once read a long time ago there was a certain unexplainable anti-aging magic to running as fast as you could each day. Being that I've always loved the exhilaration of running fast, I put an exclamation point on my daily mile walk by sprinting a hundred yards or so at the end. While I'm a fan of walking and sprinting, I do have reservations about jogging. It seems my friends who were avid long-distance joggers wound up with knee and or back problems. It's my feeling jogging can be a bit jarring to the joints, but that's just me. Two days a week, I hit the weight room at the gym. As I have told you, I was a sickly kid. I sent away for my first set of barbells when I was 13 in hopes of building myself up. I liked the cosmetics and feeling of strength weightlifting delivered, so I've kept it up throughout my life. Also, studies indicate those who weight train have measurably stronger bones. Two other days a week, I swim the equivalent of about a half mile, varying up a half dozen different strokes as I do my laps. There are a lot of upsides to swimming. You're buoyant, so you're not fighting gravity. Arguably, more muscle groups are employed at one time in swimming than any other form of exercise. It can also be great for your breathing. It's uh, one of the ways Frank Sinatra trained to be a world-class singer. So that's my weekly routine, but I can't emphasize enough, it certainly need not be yours. Again, I would go back to the snowflake analogy I brought up in the foreword of this book. What works for me is not necessarily for you. There are literally dozens of activities that are assuredly superior to being a sedentary lump. To mention, but a relative few, alphabetically, basketball, bicycling, boxing, calisthenics, dancing, frisbee, golf, hiking, ice skating, kayaking, martial arts, racquetball, skiing, tennis, yard work, and Zumba. What you do is not nearly as important as that you do something. Would it surprise you to know the World Health Organization ranks physical inactivity among the leading risk factors for death? Choose life. Better yet, choose living. <laughs>